Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, <laughs> adventures, and ghosts. Welcome to another episode of Why Am I Sad? I'm Tom. I'm Cass. And I'm George. We're fine. Hello, sunshine. Hello, blue skies. Hello, lovely day. How was that, George? Uh, it was terrible. It was terrible. But I loved <laughs> That's you. good. <laughs> no, it was, it was fine. It was good. It was Thank good. you. I was, Look, I was supportive. Hey, I warned you at the start that I never know how to introduce... I don't introduce any of the podcasts that I appear in, ever. It's you great. You can't say that anymore. You do now. Yeah. Well, some, I might not after today. <laughs> not if I ever say it. He won't. Oh, boy. George, do you want to have a say? How are you this week, man? I am not great. I am Ooh. furious. You're catching me live, like mid mid anger right now. Furious so George. Furious George. Furious George. Oh, yes, you're an angry monkey. Yeah, angry monkey. That's one way to put me. I. Uh, so now I'm. You know, like as in, uh, give me another day, and I will have calmed down. So if you saw me like three days from now, you'd be like, "How's it going?" I'd be like, "Fine." Yeah. Because yeah. so it's just you would have been able right to work now. out how to lie about how you're feeling. Well, it's more like my my stuff comes and then I it goes after like a day pretty quick. So mine like peaks and then flies. So I would be fine. Yeah, emotions so, are transient. Yes, they are. So and and I'm very forgetful as well. I'm like everything's good all the time. I've never felt sad, which makes the sadness so much more surprising every time it comes. <laughs> what the fuck is this? I've never felt like this in my life. Yeah, every time. I forgot everything's done because then you forget the happy part. It's a whole thing. It's yeah. wild. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole cycle. It took me like years to f- crack the code. That's why Have I keep you a cracked journal. it? Anyway, yeah, I don't think I, you've I, cracked it. That doesn't fit. <laughs> no, as long as you remember that you have felt it before and you felt the part where you forget that you don't you haven't you forget that you've ever felt the other part before then it's it's kind of crack as long as you properly understand that it makes it more manageable i think okay you know what I mean? so this is like the thing where you've got you know the door and you're like oh yeah like, like how's your car it's like yeah the car works you do have to hold one button down while you shut the door otherwise it won't lock and you will get broken into but as long as you do that perfect yeah. car yeah it sounds like it works to me. That's, we're all, we all have cars you have to hold a button down on. And as you get older, you just got to hold more buttons down. The car still works. Yeah, the car's still yeah. going. The car's exactly. still going. It can't go over 80 or uphill, but it's still it's going. It's going. This, this, so, we've just described all human life, I think, right now. Yeah, correct. <laughs> we have. So I'm great. But yeah, um, I. so the reason I'm upset 
is because I'm currently halfway through my show, my comedy show. I'm, I'm mid-run right now. And oh, I the hate numbers doing are great. comedy. Good point. I'd be upset too. Yeah, I hate it. I hate everything about it. These crowds? No. Um, the crowds have been lovely. So I'm doing my bookish comedy show this year because I have do- my non-arts life has been a bit more hectic than ever. And so between that and the pandemic being on and coming out of it, I was like, I won't do a solo or anything like that. I'll stick to doing bookish comedy show because that's easier to sell, which is such a large part of putting on a show is like the amount yeah. of marketing to get it to happen, especially when it's a solo show. Unless you've got a huge base to work from, it's... It's it's hell. It's <laughs> so much of comedy is just you marketing yourself, and it's the worst because it's not what you got in for, into it for. So I skipped all that. I was like, I'll do bookish. It's got a existing stuff. People like it. It's easy to sell, and like I'll, I'll make changes to that. I'll just focus on that. It's less stress and more fun. Um, and so I've been doing that, and it's I made some tweaks to it. Like from the previous year, I actually wanted to do even more changes. I had this big idea I wanted to do, and like I've half done it, which is great because it is. It's way improved, but it's not like the original thing I was going to do was basically make it like a late night, like, you know, like Conan O'Brien show, but like about books. So I'd be like the host and then I'd have like an interview section and have like a game in there and I'd have like a comedian as well. So it'd be a bit more like that, but I've kind of half done that. So it's still fun, but like I'm actually looking forward to where I can go with it. Yeah. But anyways, so I have done all these changes on my side, which is great because that's what the show's about. Uh, but the show still involves me getting comedians in to do like five to 10 minutes of material that's meant to be at all bookish and or literary themed at all. And when I say literary themed, I have one of the best acts I've get on, which is in Edinburgh. He comes in, he's never read a book in his life and he just does 10 minutes straight of him talking about how books are for nerds and it's the funniest thing ever. Like that's what, that's the amount of range that's available in this show. You could talk about a yep. kid's book for 10 minutes. You could talk about self-help books. You can talk about, any, talk about anything. So I can understand someone the first time they come being like, what books? I don't understand how you can, do we have to talk about chapter headings? Like how does it work? But it's like, no, you can talk about literally, you can even just talk about language. You, you like, could talk about chapter headings. Like if that's you what you want to yeah. do, that's- the- Chapter one, what's the deal with that? You know, anyway, I know. Sorry. contents. Why does it skip it in the Kindle? I don't want to read that part, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. Kindle Real content. The, the the content that everyone's like, if I'm if this comedian doesn't mention Kindles, I'm walking. Ah, I've got to be honest. It's the, it's the one place I can do my comparison between Gabriel Garcia Marquez's 100 Years of Solitude and my parents' chickens and how they completely mirrored each other. It's a very niche reference. And let me tell you, the crowd loves it. Yeah, it kills. <laughs> Those book nerds, they're like, oh, I love it when we talk about 100 Years of Solitude. It's such a good bit. (laughs) Compared to Aviary. No, so point is, it's huge range. You don't have to read many books to have a good bit. You could just have like, again, it could be any like Harry Potter or something. You could even do Pride and Prejudice. Any book that's been a movie, you should probably be able to fake it to sound like a book. Basically, Lord of the Rings, whatever. But again, I kind of understand the first time you come, you might not know. But then once you've seen it once, you're like, oh, you can literally do anything with this show. It's way more open than I ever thought going in. You can do language. You can do just, if you just said how French is different to English, if you can speak a second language, they'll love that. People love that. That's work. It's kind of, That's great. It's the, the show's called Bookish, not Book Actually. Like, <laughs> yeah, book specifically. Like, it's, yeah. it's, I think it's, it's a perfect name. Because you know it's what a, you're going to get? Yeah, it's a book, yeah. It's, it's book, yeah. But, but like it is, but all you have to do is be, like that's it. That's how low, and everyone loves it because no one wants to sit there and hear someone give a 10-minute book report. They just want to hear something fun that's mildly referencing some literature at some point. Yeah. So uh, this is the first time this year where every single act I've had on has basically not been good. 
So every year I've had it, I have comedians on. And don't get me wrong, Australia sucks compared to overseas. Like when I do this in Edinburgh, I am like, I can't get in. Like I don't have enough. Sp- I have to like increase. I shorten everyone's time just to get in more acts who are both amazing and do like these guys do bookish references that they would do in a pub, pub or a bar. And they manage to be both funny whilst they're referencing some hectic literature and, mm. But it's relatable and anyone can find it funny because they're talking about how like dumb it is or whatever. They make it so it works for everyone. So they're actually they're completely appropriate. But there's you're drowning in them in Edinburgh. But here in Australia, because no one reads in the whole country, it's impossible <laughs> to statement. find anyone. I'm waving at the bookshelf over here that's full of books, George, that you can't see, but it's there. I'm flipping off me, my lack of it. books. Look, I, like I said before, one of I think I've said it here. In like 2016 or 2015, the number one selling book in Australia was an adult coloring book. Like that is what this country is. So That's I'm so sorry. That's so funny. Oh, but that was at the height of adult coloring books. Yeah, correct. Yeah, it was. That was like peak adult coloring books 2016. Yeah. It's still not a Do you reckon, there's, do you reckon there's like, <laughs> you, there's just adults everywhere with like half filled in adult coloring books that they pick them up and they just feel like shit, just hide them. So people yeah. would have so many. Oh, I've got a, I've got an adult coloring book that's Captain America. I have a couple of adult coloring books. Are they I Captain bought, America, Cass? No, I bought oh. like in a very wanky, annoying turn. I bought one when I was in year twelve, so like you know, twelve months ago. Um, no, it would have been about a decade ago, and I got. Um, You're a trendsetter. Yeah. Well, no, it was like this. A hand-printed adult colouring book of someone's original illustrations that I bought at a hippie store that also sold, like, okay. sustainable no, that's, fashion. Yeah. And, like... That's a different thing. Nice mm. rocks. And I was like, oh, that's beautiful. But it was when I was younger, so I've never coloured it in because I just look like, like looking at the pictures and I didn't want to ruin it. Um, and then adult colouring books came out and then I got, I got an art book edition of one of them. So... You colour them in and then you can just tear the pages out and frame them. I have never done that. That is I that would break my own heart. I could framing a colouring in I did. <sighs> yeah. I didn't I mean, even do the colouring in bit. It, that's like, a, I get that's that a it's bar fun, that's but low. Yeah. Look. I'm, I I just don't think I just don't think humanity is really worth it. Sometimes, to be honest, I don't know. I get, <laughs> pull, I pull the plug. I just but if we asked you, but if we asked you in three days, George, you'd be like, humanity, great, big fan. Yeah, yeah, oh, man, I'd be great. I'd be like, this is awesome. Who needs who needs anything? You'd be like, like man, I found an adult coloring book and I feel great. I'm staying within the lines, man. <laughs> uh, no, look, there, I think there is an argument. This is completely off topic, but it's something I've been thinking of because I saw it mentioned somewhere. Like, why are we all children? Like, isn't it sad a bit how we're all kids now? Like, I see some people getting upset about the Oscars and being like, oh, no one wanted to do movies that we've watched, like, you know, like, you know, Transformers and stuff instead of like this art. It's like, when did we become children and celebrate it? Like, I feel like we got to pull ourselves up a bit as a race and be like, you know what? Maybe it's good that sometimes stuff's hard to get and maybe we should aspire to that. Like, maybe, maybe, we maybe like- you should. Maybe you should watch something, then you have to think for a second. Just yeah, not like, very long, but, you know, just a minute. Because yeah. also, the Oscars are bullshit because the best film of last year didn't win, which was Green Knight, which was amazing. So, yeah. I well, I think it's good that we're learning to just appreciate we don't have to, quote, unquote, grow up really fast. I mean, oh, I mean, we do and a lot of people do, but when we've got, like, you're still allowed to have fun because I think – Kids kids learn most through play. Like that is how our brains develop and then we stop doing it because we're not meant to. 
And it's weird. Like it's such a vital part of us being alive and being social creatures and then we're meant to not do it anymore when we hit a certain age and it's arbitrary, to be honest. And I don't like that. I think that's really shit and I think that playing is so good for your brain and your soul. I That's the most fun moments of my life is when it's silly times. And you're allowed. You're allowed to enjoy nice things oh, and to enjoy no, joy. Like, no, that's a thing. 100%. I think we've got to stop. I'm, I'm saying no. <laughs> Fuck that. No. All right. Ah, no, so hang gonna, on. We've gone, we've gone too far that way. You can, you, can, you can enjoy sometimes, but then try. Because you know what the kids are doing when they play? They're learning and growing. Everyone now is just like turning their brain off and watching Transformers all the time exclusively. Just do 10% of that or 20% and be like, this is okay and I need this. But also, let's try to be better as a people and be like, there is. it's worth Something putting effort in a little bit sometimes. I, I wonder think we've gone though, too far the other way. I wonder gone- though if because I do agree that you know there are better things we could be doing with our brains and some of the things we do with our brains, but I wonder how much of it is because that we are working in an unnatural amount or that we have an excessive amount of pressure put on us so that we have times where we do just want to not be able to think and maybe play is a bit much for us. So we don't even do play; we just do ah uh, relaxing, calm media like. The fact that ASMR videos are very popular, the fact that we've got phone games where you it is just little baby gambling, you, you, your brain goes off and you just get little dopamine. You get a oh, press button, get nice sound, okay, I can't think at the moment. Like I feel like we've all had times where you're like, I can't think or I need to turn my brain off because my brain is doing something, so you just need to sort of distract yourself out of stress and into like a different state of, okay, I'm – pressing a button i'm just watching a show what if that that's what sells so as a population everyone's being trained to think that that's what they want and need and that's now what everyone does constantly with everything and everyone's being told that it's okay to do this but instead they're actually doing it way too much because companies are better off when you're constantly doing 16 things at once and not really thinking and kind of taking your brain off and playing baby games and you're like this is good for me and it's like no it's Occasionally, yes, but no, it's this is you got sold this entire society structure around turning you into a baby that doesn't want to think, doesn't want to challenge yourself because then you'll buy more stuff and you'll feel unsatisfied because you'll constantly be a new baby game to play with brighter colors or less colors. So, what we're saying is, I think the best way to just just set it all on fire. Yeah, (laughs) just burn it to the ground. Turn turn down the other parts of your life so that you don't need baby game, and so that you can actually play in your spare time. And that's easy to do. Just fix your life so you're not working too hard. Yeah, just fix it. Just fix it. Play baby game, but all I ask is that you do it consciously. Just consciously play baby game. Don't do it casually. Be like, I am doing this thing which isn't as good, but I need this right now. But also, it's not good. Like, as in, I need it but I should be doing this other thing. And I don't feel bad about myself for doing this right now because don't hate yourself for needing it, but just acknowledge that, you know, let's aspire. that We can well, both be happy with ourselves and want to be better than we are. I yeah, think I, think, a- I think that's a good way of looking at it as long as you're looking at it holistically of like, instead of just being like, oh my God, I hate that I have to relax all the time. I'm not going to anymore. It becomes, <laughs> okay. Um, I I'm going to die real young because I'm never not doing stuff. It's like, all right, baby game is happening a lot. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I'm hiding from something. Maybe, yeah, maybe not so much. I play baby game too much. Let's look at some other things. Why do I play baby game too much? Is it because baby game have light and sound and I'm addicted? Maybe. Sometimes it happens. I spent mm-hmm. money on Neko Sume. Sometimes 
the baby game. I don't know is, what that is. It's a game yeah. where you have to attract cats to your house. Oh, so like an, a mobile game and you it made is an a mobile game. purchase. You made an in-app purchase. I made you an spent in-app purchase. real dollars to get like real 40 crystals. Fish. Premium. I bought fish so that the cats would come and sit at my house. How much real money? Oh, not very much. It was like 10 okay. bucks. Like, I mean, which is, you know. Okay. Copies. So when you, How much? for me, a mobile, a mobile game that you're not spending a lot of money on is like, oh, look, you know what? I just spent a dollar so I could play the game again. See, like, that to me, I wouldn't do that. If I'm spending any money to play the game again, I'd be like, no. This, in my mind, it's different. I'm very aware why my mind would make that different for oh. me. <laughs> no, no, look, I cannot judge. I will, I'm the kind of person who will be like, oh, I, I, I'm not going to spend a lot of money. I'm just going to, I'm just going to like save my money this week. And I'm like, oh, an author I like has a new book out, for example, George. Uh, and I will go to the bookstore and I'll be like, I'll just buy this book. And I'm like, oh, I have a $10 voucher. I better spend $120. Well, to make only it worth spending it. 110. Mm-hmm. Yeah, correct. I could just I could just spend 30 and spend 20 because I've got the like my brain like I we yeah, my brain gets tricked into being like but the more I spend, the more that voucher feels like it's a good spend because I've spent mm-hmm. more, which I don't know if that's tr- that that's no. isn't that the sunk cost fallacy, right? That's how that's how that works. Anyway. Yeah. That cost George, I think sunk my fallacy. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. <laughs> I I think I think you want a middle ground, right? Of of fun, but also sometimes it's like, yes. So, for example, what you want in life is you want to be able to give Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, five stars because it is a perfect, beautiful movie. And yeah. then you also want to be able to, like, go and see Drive My Car or The Worst Person in the World or an art house film and be like, I'm giving that five stars because that is a beautiful, well-crafted film. 
They are both beautiful, well-crafted films for the entire opposite reasons. I That's what you want. Even, even that, I'd be like almost, no, you can't give, oh, sadly, because of the way society is now, you can't give Let There Be Carnage five stars anymore because hey, the Josh, whole world is giving Josh. it five stars constantly. Guess how many stars I gave Venom 2. Five stars. Perfect film. Perfect film. Beautiful film. They say the title of the film in the movie. I think there's nothing wrong with having something that's popular and universally, I mean, obviously nothing universally liked, but having something that captures a whole generation, I think that's great. And I think it's useful to, you know, don't drive yourself insane, but it's useful to look at that and be like, cool, this is a cool reflection of what we like in society. And I think this is what you were saying. Like if everyone's liking Marvel films and they're really formulaic and you sort of get what you're given, is that a good or bad thing? It's, um, it's, it's like saying I, this cigarette is five stars, guys. Everyone, five stars is cigarette. Nah, so you've you've never cigarette had a smoke stars. that was a five-star smoke? I yeah, have exclusively you never had a- five stars. You better believe I have five-star smokes. <laughs> you but can- I'm not yeah. around being confident about it in life. I'm like, this cigarette is going to kill you. But, you know, sometimes it's five stars. That's, that's my attitude honesty, towards though. it. And that's how we should treat Marvel, like almost this stuff now. That's how bad I think it is. You're catching me on an angry day. I think That's okay. That's, hey, sometimes we need angry days. I have angry days. Uh, and when I have an angry day, I just like, I, I don't know. Sometimes I'll just weirdly play game because not to calm down, but to just like, I'm just going to play a video game where I can just smash the shit out of something. Like I can just run into stuff or I play soothing game of, I'm just going to catch Pokemon for like two hours and just try to be. Less angry. It doesn't always work. Sometimes I just need to like have a vent somebody on the phone. But I think the point, the, the overall point, I think that you're that I th- think you're making, George, is that I agree with the idea that, particularly with the Oscars, it felt like people got upset because they think that blockbusters aren't going to win awards anymore because oh, you, there's all these these weird esoteric movies, and it's like one of the movies nominated for an Oscar this year was a Netflix movie that has Leonardo DiCaprio in it that is very mainstream and very accessible. And another one was Dune, which made a fuck ton of money. Mm. Um, and is it's weird, but also is is a big Hollywood blockbuster. Like, it's a big sci-fi. It's weird, but it's still in that wheelhouse. Mm. But I think the other issue that I take, and this is very, very tangential, is that people are like, oh, blockbusters aren't going to win awards anymore because they decided to remove film editing and stuff from uh, the live Oscars, when traditionally a movie will win Best Picture and then the biggest blockbuster of that year will win film editing. So the year that Jaws came out didn't win Best Picture, but it won Best Film Editing and Best Sound Design, which were all categories they removed from the live broadcast. So it's like, on one hand, yes, audiences uh, can be a bit annoying in that they're like, why doesn't the thing that I love, why isn't that not the pinnacle of art? And yeah, look... That's fair. You view that as being the pinnacle of art, and that's an, you can be upset about it. I think where You're where the line well. blurs, mm. yeah. I think I think where the line blurs is where you get like for the Marvel films, all the hosts of ABC late night shows when ABC is owned by Disney being like. Spider-Man should have been nominated for an award. And it's like, you're just doing your own marketing, you fuckos. Anyway, the funniest part is they made a category for Spider-Man and the Zack Snyder fans um, bombed it over the top. It was like a popular vote and they were like, Spider-Man will win this award and Zack Snyder won, which is very funny. That is. I'm glad. I like that. That's good. Sometimes that was a, that was a long tangent. It's, just yeah. rank on yeah. Spider-Man. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Point is- Sorry, that was, that, was a long, that was a long walk around a, 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 a thing. Sorry, George. Okay. No, like that's all right. It's a, 
yeah, it's just something it's it's been rankling me a bit. And I'm so basically, what happened was last night to go back on topic now <laughs> um, is I had so I've done all these changes. So the show that I'm in the part of the show that I'm in control of now, which is getting bigger every year, is great. And it's it, it's smashing it. It's so good. But I get these comedians on to do their part bits. And like last night, I had a sold out run, and I had a solo show, and I had a reviewer in. And both the acts beforehand, I was like, just I'm like, because the whole week has been real weak in terms of like doing book. And like so before yeah. the show, I'm just like, just do something bookish. And you guys have done this show before. Just just do that. And also, for the love of God, don't be like is this bookish enough for you? Or like, as in, don't be like unsure, just sell it either way. And both the acts, one of them just completely threw a spanner in the works two hours beforehand and said, oh, I'm going to do this instead. And I was, yeah. So anyways, it was uh, not good. The audience started off first 20 minutes. They're just, they're so warm and loving it and having a great time. And then just, it was so clear the switch as soon as the comedians came on, it was just destroyed and the whole mood was uh, awkward and weird and just sucks. like it was so bad like as in that was so hot like I, as i was getting off comedians like oh my god they're so warm this is great this is so fun and then it was just bomb city and like it was so annoying because i it's just the parts i can't control and it's yeah. my fault because i got to do admin beforehand to actually plan ahead better to make sure that this doesn't happen uh so i was kicking myself as well in it. But yeah, so I'm, I lost sleep over it. I have uh, been angry and furious. I couldn't go out. Like, I was just like, I'm just going to go home and, and, and just sit in the dark with this rage. I also, uh, actually, funny enough, uh, Tom, you mentioned uh, wanting to unload on someone. So here's the thing. I've got, mm-hmm. a, I've got a missus now. And uh, as I like to call her, Flex. <laughs> just keep. Are it you a, are you a, are you a tradie uh, yeah, yeah, at works right. like? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna go see the misso. Um, bloody misso. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I've got. So she was out, and I had some of that um, uh, transference anger last night because she was out and she had no idea but she, I, I was stressing before the show because all this stuff got thrown at me and I was actually calling her like I was on the phone with her while it was happening live I'm like oh my god this really weird annoying stuff is happening so yeah. she knew I was stressed and then I went to the show and then afterwards she was out with friends and I didn't like I sent her a message being like just being like hey I'm gonna do this thing now because I was kind of fishing for her to be like how did the show go so then I could be <laughs> unload on her but uh, directly say it so she yeah. was out doing something she was at a dinner so she didn't realize any of this so she just didn't see my messages until like she messaged me like 12 30 and i was already asleep at that point and uh so i just started getting angry at her oh. for not realizing that i was in need of some support and someone to just bear with. i'm like what is the point of a girlfriend this is the one time i've ever needed you and you can't be there for me psychically <laughs> So I'm going to hold this quietly against you for the rest of my life. I just hope you know I'm never going to need you again. I'll make sure of that emotionally because you failed me the one time. So that's it. I'm out. Catch. So that was the end of that. So that's how uh, that's how I learned to never trust anyone. That, that genuinely, I'm- that is like that is so common. Like we have this really. I think we have like a weird expectation on our partners or like even our close friends, like people that we're meant to have or that we feel that we have a really strong relationship with, the way that you will want and need support is just going to change over your life, which is fine and normal. It means you're changing as a person. Maybe you want to explore a different avenue of support, which means that even if someone can sort of be psychic to what you want, it might change for you, which means their method of determining what you've liked before and what you'd like now isn't going to work. Um, And I think 
the the things I've seen from the people in like the happiest relationships is they will just straight up ask for support or if they're upset and they're like, hmm, hang on, this seems because you're never upset about the thing you're upset about, right? Like even no, even never. in your case, you're like like never. you're like you're not you're not angry that she didn't message you back. Like you're not angry that she was out with her friends. Like you were you were upset because you wanted support and she wasn't providing support. And it's always something like that. It like anytime you're upset with a person that you really care about, it's never about the thing because the thing could have happened with anyone else and you like might have been fine. It's about the the other thing like underneath that you're not getting. And you've already realized that, George. There's no issue. But like Yeah, kind of. We you need to like I think as a society we need to get better at having a pre talk with people that we care about to be like, hey, this is how I like my support. Here's how I think you like su- your support thoughts. Like is that about right? Also you have permission to just tell me I'm wrong and like if I think that's like the last little tiny bit of it is being able to trust that the other it almost like it's this weird thing because you think you're like this per- if this person cares about me so much why aren't they like helping me why aren't they there for me and it's like well I guess you don't actually you still have a little bit of like doubt or like fear like an insecurity or something that you're not just you're saying right, like oh hang on yeah. this person cares about me so much of course they want to help me hey <laughs> yeah can you please like talk to me I'm having a sad day and it's just that little bit of like feeling a bit like shit and it's a bit terrifying and it, you just don't want to address it in the moment because. It's much easier to just be upset or angry than to be like, I am scared that if I tell you what I need, you will reject me. Because I know that I think that I think that's where it comes from. So people like, because I've I've a hundred percent done the same thing. I think every single person in the world has done the same thing. It's like you should know, and it's like, but ter- telling you would be scary. So, um, I guess I will suffer alone because I'm yeah. not going to say yeah, shit to now you. I'm, bored. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Did you end up talking to her about it? Nah, never. Be we'll a man. Never, Good on we'll, you. We'll be a, this is this yeah. is definitely a man thing as well. I think, like in terms of like not wanting to wanting them to psychically know and to almost be forced it out of me. Otherwise, I'm not going to give it up. <laughs> Honestly, I'm an oversharer. I'm the opposite. Like I go way too far. Sometimes the other way. My, like I'm like my thing is I will constantly just like act like and and I know I'm doing it and I'm like ah oh, you need to you need to chill the fuck out but then there's a little part of my voice who's like yeah but do it again <laughs> like like that that thing of like not I was like I was about to say like craving affirmation but I do like I I I'll often be like hey I'm gonna do this is that cool and my girlfriend will be like yep that's absolutely fine and I'm like great and I'm like thirty seconds later I'm like. Oh yeah, what if what if it's a trick? Better ask again. <laughs> so I ask I'm like, so yeah, I'm just like that's that's cool. She's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'm like, cool, 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 cool. And then five minutes later, yeah, but what if it's changed? What if what if something's so I'm I'm worried about the psych like the 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 psychic connection part and I'm like I need to make sure that the that that, that I'll say it out loud, because there's no psychic connection, obviously, so I'll just have to say it out loud. So yeah. I end up doing this thing where I like about 12 times and then eventually she'll go, Tom, if I didn't, I I would just say, and I'm like, yep, you would? Yep, correct, correct, obviously, obviously. And then little voice, but what if it's changed? (laughs) What if you're doing this has changed it? I I appreciate so much. I have a friend who does this as well where I'll like always want to try and anticipate what someone's after. 
Um, same thing as you, Tom. It's like, oh, okay. Like they they might offer to do it, like a favor for me, and I'll be like, thank you so much. Are you sure? And they'll be like, yeah. And I'm like, and then I'll see them in person or like text them later, be like, are you sure? And they're just like, you know, I wouldn't have offered if I didn't want to, right? Like I, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I'm like. <laughs> Oh, right, of course. And I think maybe, uh, Tom, for people like you and I, that might come from a place of um, we might do something we don't want to do if it will help another person. And I think it's very good for us to be around people who will not make themselves worse to help another person because if you are bringing yourself down, if you're making yourself more stressed, if you're giving yourself less time, it means that you can't adequately help the people you need to when you need to, you're not going to be the best version of yourself. It, it it will be a detriment to you. It's like adjusting your own life mask first, you know? And I think mm. I really wish that I could take care of myself in the way that these people do because I really admire them. And the 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 strength and the calm, whenever they're like, I wouldn't have offered if I didn't want to. I'm like, oh, my God, you just wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. I might have, but I love that. And <laughs> it's I funny think that's... You say- some of where that comes from, Tom. For yeah, us. yeah. It's funny you say that because, like, I had a conversation with a, a mate of mine because he is big on that. Like, as in, in a relationship, he'll learn how to like manage everything too much. Like, as in, he won't actually put as much on the other person as he should in some ways because, like, yep. he will just wear it all. So he'll be like, "Yeah, I'll learn to work around all of your issues and everything you think." Instead of being like, "No, no, you can put more boundaries in and be like, that's not right," or you being like that is wrong. Like, as in, even if you're upset, that's not the right way to talk. Like stuff like that. And he's hmm. like, "No, nah, I'll just learn how to." handle it all and i'm like that's so funny because i don't think i'm tougher or anything i just couldn't handle that like as in so even when yeah. you say the person is being strong and being like oh no nah, look up oh, i can't do that for me it's more like no i can't do that like as in, if someone asks me like i'm falling apart over here like i can't i'm barely hanging on so like that's the way i'm kind of so i also say I also look after myself, but like in the way Good. where it's because I physically can't. Like you're asking too much of me, so I'm like, so that's why for me it's more that that's how I treat it almost rather than as a yeah. So it's but the least I, stable person is the one saying no sometimes. But yeah. I think that's good because I think overall that means that you know yourself and you know your limits. Um, I've cooked it for myself this month. I keep you know you know how I keep saying I keep getting dewy. I've, I've got done. too dewy, didn't you? I've yeah. got too dewy. I'm still doing. Um, I was looking at my diary because I, I think this is something I've realized this week is, um, and I should have realized so much earlier, but I have been doing lots and it got to the stage where I had a look and was like, oh, cool. This day, I'm going to have a day off. Like I don't have to do anything. And the only thing that I've got planned is like a party that I want to go to. Like that's great. And then, then I had work come up and then I looked at my diary and I was like, oh, so I just I just don't have a day off for another three weeks. <laughs> so um, what I've learned is that you actually need to – and I'm I'm very much – you know my stance on work and making sure that, you know, fuck a work-life balance. You or Your work is your life. You need to make sure your life is something you want to do. But it still meant that I booked too much in and now I'm, I'm eating what I – no, reaping what I sow. I'm eating reaping what I sow. I'm eating bad yeah. corn. You're um, eating regretti spaghetti. Regretti spaghetti for me, um, an entree, please. Yeah, compliments to the chef. Yeah, I got got too dewy. Um, yeah, got too schedule with you doing this. Yeah, <laughs> got uh, too dewy you, with your schedule. Yeah, but so I know I know I've spoken specifically about making sure you make time for rest and planning rest. I think I've let that slip because got a bit dewy. 
Like for me, I would look at my diary and it's all color coded. So I'll look at days and I'll see the green, which means work. And then if I see a day that doesn't have work in it, I'm like sick. Um, but you, there are other things you can do for work. It's like Zoe was saying, you need a day for admin, a day for rest and a day and for a day socializing as well. Yeah. Like you, you, you like, you need all of your batteries refilled and I, um, yeah. So whoopsie daisy, I am making plans. So I've like scheduled out a bunch of stuff for work and I found a day where I can ask for a day off. So, and then I'll actually make it a day off. I'll actually do nothing. I'll believe that when I see it, Cass. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I'll I think be- I'm really missing? I miss day trips. There was a sunflower, like the big sunflower patch up in Northern Victoria. I wanted to go last year and I missed out. And then I wanted to go this year. And then all the last weekends that it was on, I had surprise things and I couldn't go. So I didn't specifically plan for the thing I wanted. And now it's over. And now that's on me. And I've learned. So I'm going to make plans for day trips as well. So I have to make plans for day trips because those are the things I really miss. I have to make plans for actually having nothing on that day and then like life admin stuff time to quit my jobs <laughs> yeah that's what i'm hearing is quit jobs that's mm-hmm. uh that's all i'm hearing that's 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 the way to go but no you like yeah you you get to a point where you say not even realize you're like yeah yeah of course yeah of course and you're like cool i'll write that down so i remember and then it's not until you like zoom out and you're like oh, i think i fucked up yeah not even like there's clashes there's no clashes. You very deliberately were like, I'm not going to have any clashes because I'm going to put something on every single different day. Yep. I know I personally have a thing where I look at my diary and if her day is empty, I'm like, ew, why are oh you doing God. something? That's weird. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think I think to combat that, again, like I've said that rest is a task I like to tick off in my brain and complete, I think I need to find a fun new coloured pen um, for day off and put it in there and then not plan anything for it. Well, fun things. I'm allowed to do fun things. I'm allowed to do one fun thing. I mean, you could do many fun things on your day off, but if someone's like, hey, can you do this for me? On your day off, Cass, you have to say, no, I cannot. Yes, I'm busy with nothing. (laughs) What if they're like, come pat a cat? What is she going to do then? Uh, I think on the day off, I can It's a trick. It's a trick. Exactly. (laughs) They're tricking you. Is this okay? (laughs) Hey. Oh, look. On that note, we might wrap it up there. <laughs> uh, I've been Tom. I've been Kaz. And I've been George. And uh, we're fine or whatever this show ends that I never remember how it ends. We're furious. still so, fine. So we're sorry. We're still fine. You're still we're fine. We're fine and furious. I'm still fine. We're still fine. George is still furious. Yeah. Uh, go see his comedy show. Yeah, promote your show. It's bookish. It's on till April 10, 6.30. Come check it out. Storyville. It's in Melbourne. International a bookish comedy, comedy show at the Melbourne Comedy Fest International Comedy. Yeah, okay, yeah. I should do the pitch and probably. It- a bookish comedy show is on at Storyville. It's on six thirty on weeknights and five thirty on weekends. At um, it's on. You can book tickets at Melbourne Comedy Festival. It's the first one on the list if you go browse all shows because it's a bookish comedy show. So ah, oh, well done. Oh, you're well done. What a fluke. Yeah. Um, I also very much like that since listening to this show, the listeners will know that the quality is going to get real good next week. It's so yeah. much better. I've already got, like, luckily, this solve, this problem actually solves itself from tomorrow, but I left it. I should have been firmer. So, yeah, no, it will be better. It was so much better. Cool. We'll see you all at Boogish. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch with us for some very unprofessional advice that goes beyond just go to therapy, feel free to email us on happylittlepod at gmail.com and make sure you put summer in the email okay to air if you're happy to have us discuss it on the show. Hope you have a great day. You're not alone. We love you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.